Shalom to all. Today's office is Baba Kamadaf Ein Chesu. We are starting about the ninth line with the words Elohado Amar Rava. And today's office is sponsored by Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Maisha, Hernesh, Shama, Shadhav, and Aliyah. Elilu Nishmas, Mars, Rivka, Basar, Meir, Zev, Hernesh, Shama, Shadhav, and Aliyah. Here we're discussing the word Ay in a few psukim and explain that in regards to Kadshim, the word Ay excludes Kalayim. And in regards to Geneva and subsequent Tvichor Mechira, the word Ay includes Kalayim. Now, this whole discussion came from what Rava said that when the Pusak tells us the word Se, Ze, Bano'av, this establishes a rule or a model for us that the word says excluding an animal which is kalayim. So now the Gemara asks, Elohadam Rava, that which Rava said, Zebana'av, that Kamakim Shinemar said that anytime the Pasuk says the word se, any Elohitiyasa kalayim, it's coming to exclude kalayim, Lamai Hilchsa, in regards to what is this halacha taught. In other words, Rava is clearly saying this in regards to a specific halacha, and what halacha is it regarding? Ila Kachim, if you want to say it's regards to the Pasuk of Kachim that we quoted previously, well, Behedik Sevbahu, we know this from the Pasuk itself. The Pasuk says, Shar Echasev, and we learned Pratli Kalayim. The word Ay is excluding kalayim. So we don't need Rava's statement to tell us this. And Ila Meiser, if you want to say this excluding Meiser Behema, namely that an animal that's Kalayim is not included in Meiser Behema, well, Tachas Tachas, the Alphami Kachim. We have Xer Shovel learning this from Kachim. And Ila Bachar, if you want to say this is talking about Bachar, a firstborn animal, that we exclude a Kalayim animal from Bachar, well, Havar Havar, Yalfi Meiser, we learn it from Meiser Behema. Inami, alternatively, we could say that how do we know that Kalayim is excluded from Bachar? Because Nidme Amritaloi, if in regards to an animal that's a Nidme, you say that it's not included in Bachar. And unless you remember that Nidme in English would be translated as mutant, but although it's mother and father are the same, it still looks different than its mother and father. For example, its mother and father are sheep and it looks like a goat. So we know this is excluded from Bachar. The Chesibka says in the Pasuk, Ach Bachar Shar. And what do we learn from here? That the animal that gave birth is a Shar and its Bachar has to be a Shar as well. And if its Bachar does not look like it, it's not included in Bachara. So Kalayim Ibaya, you would have to say that an animal that's 100% Kalayim is not included in Bachar. It's obviously it's not included in Bachar. So what's Rava trying to teach us? Alakit Mother Rava, in regards to what? Did Rava say his statement? In regards to Petr Hamar, what you know, the Torah tells us that a firstborn male donkey is redeemed with a se, and so Rav's Ben Yenav is teaching us that a se, namely either a goat or sheep, could be used, but not a kalai mixture. And again, this is the offspring of a goat and sheep that were mated together. Kenalik, we learned in Meshna, in Paidin, we do not redeem this firstborn donkey, loy be'egel, not with a calf, loy be'chaye, not with a non-domesticated animal, loy be'shchute, not with a shechted animal, loy be'trefa, not with an animal that's a trefa, loy be'kalayim, not with an animal that's kalayim, loy be'kai, or kvi, and not with this type of animal either. So we see that the source of this halacha in the Mishnah, the loy bekalayim, is coming from Rava's statement of this binyan av. Now, like Mar just asked, Rabbelazar, the matter bekalayim. What about a coin Rabbelazar who allows pinyan pentachamar with kalayim? Did not we have a Mishnah that says Rabbelazar matter bekalayim? Rabbelazar allows his pinyan pentachamar to be done with kalayim. Mibnei shu said because it is considered a said. Lamai hilchasai. In regards to what halacha did Rava say his din? So Rabbelazar, Rabbelazar will tell you kiet matter Rava. What did Rava say his statement in regards to latame shenayim minatahar viiburim minatame? Or tame meaning a non-kosher animal that was born from a kosher animal, which was impregnated by a non-kosher animal. And that's what this binyan av of Rava is coming to exclude, that we are not able to do pater chamar with such an animal. And this is who do like Rabbi Shua, not like Rabbi Shua, the Rabbi Shua, because according to Rabbi Shua, he learns it from this Pasuk. This Pasuk is telling us different types of animals that are kosher, and he uses Lashon of sex sovim v'set izim. Rabbi Shua learns this Pasuk to tell us, that its father has to be keves and its mother has to be kivsa in order to be considered an animal that's viable. So it's definitely not like Rabbi Shua. However, now we ask on this, could a tahar, meaning a kosher animal, even become impregnated from a non-kosher animal? These two animals can't even mate with each other and produce offspring. So my answer is in, yes, it actually could. The Kaimelon, because we're referring to the following, that it became pregnant from a kolot, and we're going like Reb Shimon. Now, what's a kolot? So this is a kosher animal that just doesn't have split hooves. So in other words, we're answering, this doesn't refer to a non-kosher animal like a horse impregnating a kosher animal, because that doesn't work. We're referring to a kosher animal that just doesn't have split hooves. And according to Shimon, this animal is considered 
non-kosher, and therefore this non-kosher kosher animal impregnated a fully kosher animal, and it had a non-kosher animal, meaning the animal that was born also didn't have split hooves, and that's what we're referring to. Now the Gemara goes back to Shittas Reb Shimon, that when we have Kadshim, Shechai Bachriusan, Kadshim that the owner is responsible for, even if something happens to this animal, he has to bring another one, and a guy who steals this animal, he'd be chai for that. So by Rav, Rav asked the following question. Let's say a person says, I take upon myself to bring an Ayla, and this is Kachim Shechai Bachriusan, and then he designated a shard to be used for his Ayla, and then someone came and stole it. Do we say that the Ganav can potter himself by repaying with a keves, with a sheep, and that's according to the Rabbanon, or with a bird, according to Blaz ben Azariah? Now, where do we get this from? The Nanav Mishnah tells us, let's say a person says, I take upon myself to bring a carbon Ayla, so you have a keves. The smallest animal that he's allowed to bring is a keves, a sheep. And that's the Rabbanon. Whereas Blaz ben Azariah, he says, you have a he could bring one of these types of birds, because even one of these birds could be brought as an Ayla. So back to our question, my, what's halach over here? Me, I mean, do we say, shame Ayla that this fellow accepted upon himself that he's going to bring an Ayla, and therefore, even though he designated a shar, the Ganav can pay back with something smaller, because this smaller animal, or even bird, can still be brought as an Ayla. But then, or perhaps, the Balabayas can tell the Ganav, I want to do the choices mitzvah, and that's why I separated a shar, and therefore, you have to give me back a shar, so I can bring this juicy ox as a carbon. And Basar Dibaya Hadar Pashta, after he asked it, he answered it, Ganav Pater Atzma Bekeves Larabonon, Ba'alas Eifler Rabalaz Ben Azariah, the Ganav could Pater himself with this Keves, according to Rabbanon, or even with an oil of a bird, according to Rabalaz ben Azariah. And the reason why is because all he has to do is replace a viable carbon for this Baal bias whom he stole from. And you might say, yeah, but what about the Mizbeach? You're, so to speak, stealing from the Mizbeach. Originally, the Baal bias was going to bring a Shar, and now he's only going to be bringing a Keves. And the answer to that is that we say, ish. he only has to replace what he took from the person, but not what he takes from Hektish. And he took a carbon from the person, so he replaces it with a carbon. But in regards to what type of carbon it is, that's something between him and Hektish, and he doesn't have to replace that. Nothing more just tells us, Rav Achabred Rav Ika taught this Befeirosh, not that it was a question and answer, but that it was a statement. Amar Rav, Rav said Befeirosh, Harelai Ayla, if a person takes upon himself to bring an Ayla, Vehefeshar, and he designated a shar for that, Ubachar Gnavai, and a fellow came and stole it, Pater Asma Bekeves Rabbanon, Rablaz Ben Azariah, he could Pater himself by replacing with a Keves, according to Rabbanon, or even with the bird Ayla, according to Rablaz Ben Azariah. And on to another Mishnah, continue to talk about Dalad Vehei. So again, this fellow stole an animal, and now the Mishnah says, Machrai, he sold it, Chutz Mechrai Meashabai, except for one hundredth of it. That he retained for himself. Or he had a partnership in this animal, meaning we have two partners, Reuven and Shimon, and Reuven stole this animal from his partner Shimon and then sold it or shechted it. Or, he shechted it and it became an avail in his hand, meaning he didn't do proper shechita, or if he was the animal, which either means he choked it to death, or he cut it from its nose all the way till its heart, and that's obviously not a kosher shechita, or if he uprooted the simonim, the trachea and the esophagus, and he didn't actually cut them. So in all these scenarios, he pays kefel, he doesn't pay above chamisha because it's not considered a proper shechita. And even though we said previously that according to the Rabbanon, that's only in regard to a shechita that was 100% valid, and there's just a different reason why he can't eat the animal. For example, it was kachim. But over here, it wasn't even a valid shechita in the first place. So even according to the Rabbanon, he wouldn't be chayv dalad vehei. So the Gemara begins by focusing on the first part of the Mishnah, where we said that he sold the animal, chutz me'echad mimei ha-shabai. Something more asks, my chutz me'echad mimei ha-shabai. What does that mean that he sold the animal, except for one hundredth of it? So you have machalikas about this. Amar Rav, Rav says, chutz me'davar hanitar imi b'shechita. It means he sold the animal, except for something that becomes permitted with its shechita. Namely, he sold 
the animal except for some of its meat. He retained that meat for himself, and that's not considered like selling the entire animal, and therefore he's not chayav dalad behei. Whereas the Levi, Amr Levi says, it can even be that he retained the gizos, the shearings of this animal for himself, and that's considered like he didn't sell the entire animal. Even if he retained the gizos, the shearings of the animal for himself, it's not considered like selling the entire animal. However, now the Gemara says, Mesa, we have a question from Braiso with three different opinions. Let's say he sold the animal with an exception of its hand or foot, meaning its front leg or back leg, where he sold it with the exception of its horn, he sold it with an exception of its shearings. He doesn't have to pay dollar behind this case because it's not considered like he sold the entire animal. Whereas Rebbe, I mean, Rebbe says, if he retained for himself something which is so then he doesn't have to pay dollar behind. For example, if he sold the animal except for its lungs, and if he shechted without lungs, it wouldn't be a kosher shechita, so he doesn't have to pay dollar behind in this case. However, if he retained for himself something that's not ma'ak of the shechita, for example, part of a leg or foot, he would have to pay dollar behind. And again, there's a country Rebbe, whereas Rabbi Shimon Lazar and Rabbi Shimon Lazar says, if he retained the carrot and the horn for himself, so then he doesn't have to pay dollar behind. Whereas if he retained the shearings for himself, you would have to pay dollar behind. Now we analyze this Brysa in light of Levi and Rav's opinions. We understand that Levi holds a Kitana Kama. El Rav, come on. Who does Rav hold like in this Brysa? Rav doesn't hold like anybody because Rav said in order for him not to be Chayv Dalad he has to retain for himself something that becomes permitted through Shechita, which is its meat, and none of these Tanoim said that. So Amri, they answered, Rav to Amr Kihai Tano. Rav holds like the following Tano. We have a different Brysa. The Tanya, the Brysa tells us, says, if he sold it except for its foreleg or its back leg, he does not pay our Bava Chamisha. Whereas, if he sold it except for its horn or its gizos, he does pay Dalad Vehei. So we see the routes like Rishim and Elazar of this Brysa, because Rishim and Elazar says very clearly that if he sold it except for its hand or leg, and that's something that becomes permitted through Shechita, he does not have to pay Dalad Vehei. So no question on Rav. Now we just explain these Brysas, but Michael Mithlagi, what's Machlaikis in this first Brysa? So Tanakam Sarva, the Tanakam holds, when the Pasuk tells us, and he shechted the animal that he stole, what do we learn from here? Kulay Be'inon, it has to be that he shechted the entire animal. And therefore, Mukhari, when it says that he sold it, same thing as well. Kulay Be'inon has to be that he sells the entire animal and not that he retains some of it for himself. Now, if Rebbe Sava Rebbe holds, Utvachai, what does the Pasuk of Utvachai tell us? That's only something that's relevant to the shechting. That's excluding something that's not part of the shechting. And that's a Rebbe differentiated between a Dover Hamaaka Bishchita versus something that's not Maaka Bishchita. And therefore, Mukhari, him selling it has to be similar to him shechting it. And therefore, if when he sells it, he does so retaining for himself something that's ma'ak of that's not considered 100% sale. Whereas if Shimon Elazar suffer, if Shimon Elazar holds, krona, it's horn, it's not destined to be cut off the animal while it's still alive, have a shear. So that's considered like him retaining something for himself and he's not selling the whole animal. So he wouldn't pay dollar behei. Whereas Gizoy Seha, in regards to its shearings, they will eventually be cut off the animal while it's still alive, have a shear. That's not considered like retaining something for himself because anyway, it's going to be cut off the animal and he would have to pay dollar for hay even though he sold the animal, and this other bride from Shemin Lazar that we brought as Rai for Rav, so that bride holds that the hand and the foot of the animal, which is necessary for the Shechita, if that's retained by the seller, that's considered a shear, and the Ganav wouldn't pay Dalar Vehei. Whereas Karnav, its horns and its shearings, that's not necessary for the Tvicha to be kosher, that's not considered retaining it, and therefore he'd be chayv to pay Dalar Vehei in this case. So here we have an explanation of these two brides. 
Over now, the Gemara asks, Kasha Rabshem ben Elazar, Rabshem ben Elazar. We have a steer Rabshem ben Elazar on himself. The first price of quarter Rabshem ben Elazar saying that if we retain the Karen for himself, he doesn't pay Dalar Vahey. Whereas the second price of quarter Rabshem ben Elazar saying that if we retain the Karen for himself, he does pay Dalar Vahey. So the answer is no problem. Trey Tanoi, Valibi Rabshem ben Elazar. It's two separate Tanoim quoting Rabshem ben Elazar, and they argue what Rabshem ben Elazar holds. And the Gemara continues to turn up on we have a Brysa. Hagoyin of Hakitas ves Hachigaris ves Hasuma. Let's say a person stole an animal that was a Kitas. It already had one of its limbs amputated, or it was lame, or it was blind. Or if a person stole an animal that was owned by partners, in this case, but partners that stole, turn their potter. However, the question is, Vatani, we have a brass that says, Shotvin Shagonvu Chayavin. If partners stole, they're Chayiv. So we have a stira on Brysis. And our Nachar Nachman answers like Kasha, there's no stira. Kam Shotvin Shagonvu Chaveroi, but Kam Shotvin Shagonvu Alma. The brass that says that when Shotvin steal their potter, that's referring to a Shotif that steals from his friend, meaning from his fellow Shotif, from his fellow partner. And the reason why he wouldn't be Chayiv for this is because when he shechts an animal, for example, he's only shechting half of a stolen animal because the other half belongs to him. Whereas the second brass that says that he's Chayiv is referring to a partner that stole from somebody random. And so then he would be Chayev. However, Esu Rav Lerav Nachman, Rav Asher Nachman, how could you say that? We have a brass that tells us, You might think that if a Shotev steals from his partner, or if two partners steal, they'd be Chayev. Talmud Lerav, the Pasuk says, Utfachai. And what do we learn from here? Kule Be'inon, we need the entire Shechita to be done Be'eser, Veleka, and the entire Shechita is not being done Be'eser. So how can you tell me that if partners steal, they'd be Chayev? So Alam Rav Nachman, rather, Rav Nachman says, like Kasha, there's no steer between Brises. Really, both Brises are talking about one partner that stole an animal from somebody else. So what's the difference? Why in one case would it be Chayv and the other case he's Potter? And the answer is, This case where his Chayv is talking about where he shechted it, Lindas, his friend, meaning he stole an animal from somebody else and his partner told him, yeah, go shecht it. So even though only one partner is shechting it, since he was doing it with approval and the shlichus of his fellow partner, so it's considered like he's shechting the entire animal Be'eser. Whereas the other brass that says that Shotven are Potter, that's referring to where the Shotev stole and he shechted it without the approval and shlichus of his fellow partner, so he's Potter. And then we're continuing by Rabbi 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 asked the following question: Let's say this guy who stole the animal sold it, except for thirty days, meaning he told the buyer, "I get to use it for thirty days." Or he sold it except for its work, namely he told the buyer, "If you want to shecht it, you can do so, but if you're going to do work with it, I get all that work." Or let's say he sold it except for the fetus inside. He says, "You can buy the animal, but I get the fetus that's inside." Mahu, what's a halacha? Is that considered like a shear that he's retaining something for himself, and therefore he's not chayv in dalav or maybe not? And now we're going to analyze the last case of Chutzmi Ubara except for the fetus. I'll leave the Manda Amar according to the Manda Amar Ubar Yarech Imaihu then Ubar fetus is the leg of the mother meaning it's considered an extension of the mother and part of her you don't have a question because he definitely retains something in the animal because the fetus is considered part of the animal. Where do you have a question? I'll leave the Manda Amar the Ubar Lav Yarech Imai according to the Manda Amar that the fetus is not an extension of the mother. My, how do we view this case? Do we say that since the fetus is currently attached to the mother so it's considered like he's retaining something for himself and he would not be chayv da'alavahey. I don't want perhaps since this fetus eventually will be detached from the mother, maybe it's not considered a shear. Now, Ikadam Rizam explained the question as follows. Since according to this man Omar, the Ober is lav yarech imai, we would say that it's not considered a shear. I don't want perhaps since the Ober has to become permitted through the shechita of its mother, we know that when we shech the mother and there's an Ober inside, that animal becomes mutter through the shechita of its mother, we don't 
don't need a shechted, so command the shayar dami. So maybe it is considered like he's retaining something in the guf of the animal, and therefore he wouldn't be chayav dal And the Gemara concludes all these questions. Teku, let them stand, and we're going to wait for Allah Yonavi to come and answer it. And one more question the Gemara says, by your papa, papa asks, Gunvo, let's say he stole the animal, kata, and then he cut off one of its limbs, umachara, and then he sold it like that. Mahu, how do we view this case? Me and do we say, Ma'adaganav, Halei Zavin. That what he stole, he didn't sell. He stole an animal that had four legs, and he sold an animal with three. I don't know, perhaps we look at it the other way around. Ma'adazavin, Halashir. That what he sold, he didn't retain for himself. He sold the entire animal, including all three legs that were remaining. And he didn't say, I'm selling you the whole animal minus one of its legs, because it was already missing one of its legs. So it's like he's not retaining anything for himself. So maybe he wouldn't be Chayav Dalavahei. And once again, the Gemara concludes, Teku. We're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow and continue to talk about this. For now, Everyone should have a wonderful day.